Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing All right, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast It's Dane here with Wags uh, Those of you that aren't seeing us on video We've got Vacation Wags looking like this week He's looking good down at the beach And uh, you know what else look good? The Packers. Packers take care of business against the Rams. Go to nine and three on the season. Really impressive performance, I thought, by this Packers team. Um, maybe not the signature win of the season so far, but they took care of business against a really, really good Rams team. Wags, how are you feeling uh, the next day? We're recording this on the Monday after looking back on the game yesterday. Dane, I feel like a million bucks, and you said it. Uh, if the players get to go somewhere warm for the bye, Wags gets to go somewhere warm for the bye. So uh, if we post a video later, that's not a fake background. I am on the beach and uh, whereabouts unknown. But, Dane, that's a signature win, and we went 4-0 now against the NFC West after that win against the Rams. Uh, could have some ramifications uh, down the line as far as playoff seeding is concerned. Uh, we're still technically behind the Cardinals in the standings for the one seed, uh, but uh, they've played one last game than we have, and they're going to have a lot of divisional games left, uh, I believe, against the rest of that NFC West division. So those guys could beat up on each other a little bit yet before the end of the season. Uh, I'm excited by the Packers taking care of business ahead of that bye. And now we get to go and uh, rest up and hopefully start to get healthier and healthier for this stretch run. Wags, let's just dive right into this one. I, I you know, looking at the, the the Packers defense, I thought they were pretty effective overall against Matt Stafford. Um, I I was particularly impressed by um, Kenny Clark. I mean, what else does this guy have to do? Uh, he was an absolute monster. I thought, uh, along with Rashawn Gary yesterday's game uh they were just you know getting after Stafford an awful lot and what did we say I mean we said before this game that uh, one of the things that we wanted to see this Packer defense do is if you can bring pressure up the middle against Matt Stafford um it puts him off his mark a little bit and I thought at times Stafford was pretty erratic with the ball he missed a fair number of throws uh, in addition to Clark Rashawn Gary just like coming after him um the second half I thought some of the pass rush dropped off a little bit but uh, at that point you know Stafford and company they really had to rely on a couple big plays uh most of this game and that's where they got a lot of their chunk yards a lot of their points were on a couple big big plays um but overall you got to be excited about what this Packers defense was able to do if they can mitigate a couple of those big down uh, field throws um this this is an absolute dominating performance by the defense so i thought overall against a good Rams offense this Packers team looked really really good uh spot on performance again by Clark by Rashawn Gary and uh, others, including Razul Douglas, who, holy smokes, talk about a midseason addition, bringing him off the practice squad. I'm with Aaron Rodgers, Wags. How is this guy on the practice squad? I don't get it. 
Yeah, I, that's a good question. I mean, you hit on a number of areas, but yeah, those two big guys and Gary and Kenny Clark combined for four quarterback hits and two sacks. Obviously, Gary with the strip sack uh, early in the in the first quarter uh, that uh, puts the Packers in position to get on the board, and uh, then. Uh, late, it's Rasul Douglas uh, with the pick six. And oh, by the way, Adrian Amos with a big stick on fourth down to force a turnover on downs. This Packer defense basically put 17 points on the board. I know technically the offense gets credit for 10 of those, uh, but for the work that they were able to do, throw out the fact that the Rams put 28 points up, this was a dominating performance by the defense. Anytime your defense can put you, your team in a position to generate seven actual points and for all intents and purposes 17 total points uh, that's that's a great day and uh, so uh, yeah you've got to start with what the defense was able to do and force the Rams into some turnovers and give this offense some great field position uh, could have even had a couple more we set it against the Vikings and luckily it didn't come back to bite us this time we were able to get up by a head enough um, 19 points after that Rasul Douglas pick six that uh, at, for all intents and purposes, we just needed to, to hang on and take care of business for the fourth quarter. But Dane, I mean, this, and I'm not, this isn't me complaining, but that easily could have been a 20 to 25 point Packer win uh, if we had hung on to a couple more of those. Yeah. Um, what do you make? One of the more jarring things I thought of the game was um, Chris Barnes seemed to be in this. He was your X factor uh, of the week on the defensive side heading into this game, ended up leading the defense in tackles on Sunday and also seemed to be matched up with uh, Cooper Cup on a fair number of occasions. So uh, was that a surprise to you? I was a little surprised to see him. He's not necessarily known for his um, coverage. Uh, he's more known for being able to stick guys in the run game. So to see Chris Barnes, I think that um, at times had some difficulties, but at other times was pretty successful. Um, just another addition there, uh, Chris Barnes, another feather in the cap, I thought overall had a really nice performance against the Rams. Yeah, and uh, on special teams, he was able to recover a fumble as well uh, on a, a punt that uh, the Packers were able to gang tackle and, and jar the ball loose. Um, and uh, he was there to scoop it up and was in the right place at the right time. But uh, yeah, Chris Barnes, really solid bounce back performance, I thought, Dane had uh, nine tackles, seven solo and two assists, and uh, made his presence felt. You said it. That was not work that I thought he would have to be doing in pass coverage. Uh, so, uh, And overall, I thought he held his own pretty well. Um, there was one play that uh, I do remember they did kind of a uh, sideline and an out route to Cup, and he was able to kind of duck under Barnes's tackle. But other than that, uh, he uh, was doing his job uh, in that position. And that was a surprise to me. So I'm not sure if the Packers felt, and, and I'm guessing, I, I'd have to uh, see if Coach Barry says anything in his press conference this week. Um, or actually, he probably won't have a press conference this week since it's a bye. But um, my guess is what they were trying to do is they didn't want to um, take – an extra linebacker off the field uh, by keeping Chris Barnes out there. He was able to hold his own in the pass game, but also is there in order to help against the run. Uh, 
and the Packers did a really nice job against this Rams uh, rushing attack overall, uh, and I thought Chris Barnes was a big part of that. Uh, so by not having to remove him from the field and go with a, an additional DB, particularly since we're already short uh, with Kevin King being out, uh, that I think made a big difference, and Chris Barnes had a fine day, so I, I was excited to see what he was able to do as well. Wakes, that's a really good point, and uh, I think it, it- – goes and it lends itself to how successful this defense has been under Barry. I think the, the the great defenses, the very good to great defenses is you're not adjusting to a, a opposing team's offense. Instead, you're going to play the way you want to play and make the Rams beat you. And I think that that's, that's a really uh, a good way to look at this game. And the fact that Chris Barnes was able to be out there against the best, I would argue, the best slot receiver in football who got some of his, um, you know, uh, on Sunday. But overall, uh, to, to be able to do what the Packers defense did against, against um, this Rams offense with Chris Barnes on the field that much speaks volumes. And I don't know about you, but I didn't ever feel uh, – nervous about the run game from Los Angeles. The Packers did exactly what we hoped that they would do, which was largely make the Rams a one-dimensional offense, especially that second half. Um, they they just had to throw, 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 and the Packers effectively took away the run, and I thought that uh, against an offensive line that's been successful for the Rams this season, the Packers' defense was able to manhandle them and win more often than not at the point of attack, and that is largely the difference in this football game. Yeah, and I mean, Henry Black uh, was the extra DP for all intents and purposes because uh, at corner, uh, Stokes, Sullivan, and Vasul Douglas all played all 62 defensive snaps. So it was just those three for the for the corners, and then obviously Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, um, and uh, then Henry Black, who I think have been having a good season, uh, just had 19 snaps. So not necessarily a significant drop from what he normally gets, but a lot of times we'll have an extra corner out there and that was not the case this week so um obviously uh it was uh, chris barnes having to go in and, and get some extra work out there um and uh yeah you said it i i was really pleased with the corners that yeah they got beat twice uh and shannon sullivan got beat on the first one uh looked like he could have had a tackle and unfortunately just kind of lost grasp. It wasn't significant, but the guy got, you know, it it was Van Jefferson was able to get a step and get over the top of him. Um, And then certainly Razul Douglas got beat late against uh, Odell Beckham. You know, on both plays, they're while they're backbreaking, I think they're very correctable and, and they were uncharacteristic of what this Packers defense has done all year. Um, I, I'm not overly concerned. The last two weeks have been a few more big plays than what we'd like to see. I do acknowledge that, but I think it's just a timing thing. On, on that first one with Sullivan, um, it looked like uh, uh, Savage was helping against Cup on, on kind of an underneath route. And uh, he just, I don't know if he misread it, or if there was a miscommunication. Uh, but obviously, even though as dangerous as Cup is, you've got to uh, help on, on the guy running the deep route. Uh, so I, I don't put that totally on Sullivan. It wasn't horrible coverage. Uh, Jefferson certainly got behind him. Uh, but uh, the, the safety duo and Savage and Amos need to make sure that they're reading those routes properly and giving their guys help when those, those types of plays happen as well. Were you as impressed as I was, Razul Douglas, in that second half? Yeah, he has the pick six, then gives up the the touchdown. But after that, 
he wasn't sulking, right? He kind of bounced right back, and he had an awesome bat away late in the game, knocked that ball away. He just seemed to be out there, and he just kept competing even after giving up the the long ball. And, um, you know, that's the kind of mentality that you want to have, and I think that teammates feed off of that kind of mentality. We've seen some Packer corners that are no longer on this team in the past where they get down on themselves. You can tell that their, their, their play isn't the same after they get beat here or there. And uh, just yesterday, I, I was as impressed with the Razul bouncing back after giving up that touchdown as I was with that pick six because you could just tell he was like, he has all the confidence in the world in himself and the guys around him have trust in him. I was just really impressed with his bounce back performance. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I could be wrong, but I thought he actually had two pass breakups after, might have. after that. Yeah. Um, I guess technically one of them might have been the dropped interception uh, that he <laughs> could have also uh, had another one. Uh, but I thought he had two clean breakups. And um, if I remember correctly, both of them were really nice plays where he kind of had to make up some ground and outstretch uh, where there are situations where when you're beat like that, we've seen DBs kind of clutch and hold and get flagged trying to make up ground. And he was able to use his length and uh, make up ground uh, and uh, not terribly thrown balls by Matt Stafford. Uh, and uh, he uh, had some really nice plays for sure. So, Dane, yeah, I again, Packers allowed 28 points. But uh, to me, uh, that's as dominating of a defense performance as you can have when you allow that many points. The Rams, uh, absent those uh, two long throws, you know, they had a couple other good series, but uh, they really didn't get anything going on a sustained basis. Um, their ground game, I, I came into this, I wasn't too concerned about it, and uh, I, I thought that bore out. I thought the Packers did a really nice job against this Rams uh, front, and uh, that made them a little bit one-dimensional. Now, against a team like the Rams, they're able to still throw the ball really effectively, even if they are a bit one-dimensional, but um, nonetheless, that allowed them to get off the field on a number of series where they just couldn't connect because there, there wasn't any fallback option uh, for what the Rams were trying to do. So it was really quietly important. I felt uh, that the Packers were able to take care of business up front as well. Couple things. Uh, my last thoughts, I think, on this game. Number one, Preston Smith continues to play at an exceedingly high level. He led the outside linebackers yesterday again uh, in snaps. He had 46. That's an awful lot of snaps to be playing uh, at outside linebacker. They're asking, they being the Packers, are asking a lot of him right now, and I think it's it's noteworthy. They're asking him to stop the run. They're asking him to set the edge. They're asking him to rush the passer. And he's doing all of these, I think, at a very high level right now. It's great to see, after I thought a, a bit of a down year last year, how well Preston Smith has been playing. And then one last mention of Razul Douglas. I think even when Kevin King's back, Razul Douglas is proving too good to remove off the field. He's been kind of cycled in and out a little bit when Kevin uh, returned. But got to wonder if this Packer coaching staff, you know, big picture, what they're going to do you there. It's a good problem to have, but Douglas is just too good right now. He's playing at too high of a level to take off the field. Uh, I have a lot of trust in him, and I hope that he's able to get more snaps going forward. Yeah, Dean, I was going to ask you, uh, you mentioned Preston Smith, the uh, 46 snaps. Uh, were you surprised that Rashawn Gary 
got as much run as he did. We mentioned, obviously, the strip sack, and I felt like he made his presence felt. Maybe it was a little bit gassed. You said that we didn't get quite as much pressure in the second half. Um, I thought we had a little bit more Ladarius Hamilton and uh, Tipa Nalei as well in the second half, and they didn't have quite uh, as much of an impact, I felt, in terms of getting after the quarterback uh, as they have in previous weeks. Um, nothing glaring by either of them, for sure, concern level. Uh, but both of them had, I think, uh, uh, Hamilton had 17 snaps and Nalei had 28. So quite a few snaps for those two guys as well. Um, it was just a, a, lot, a lot of plays uh, for all of them to be out there. So certainly, um, you know, in a normal week, I think Rashawn Gary would be right up there and uh, maybe even out snapping Preston Smith. Um, but he, he wasn't held back quite as much as I thought he was. Uh, were you surprised by that? And what did you think about uh, the performance those other two guys gave as well? Yeah, I thought that Rashawn would be closer to 20 snaps, to be totally honest with you. Uh, Packers went a little bit. Uh, the last few weeks, we've seen them do kind of a, a three pass rusher rotation. And then maybe a, a fourth guy gets a snap here or there. And as he mentioned this week, uh, between Tipa and Ladarius, I mean, they, they played quite a bit of snaps for them. I, I expected Rashawn to be a little less. I expected Tipa potentially to be a little bit more and maybe Ladarius to be a little less. So the Packers decided to roll out a fair number of guys and, and, and give it a shot. Um, I agree, though. I, I Nothing glaringly bad from either Tipa or Ladarius. Ladarius got in there on a couple tackles, too, which was nice to see him, uh, his, his nose around the ball. Um, I welcome it. I, I welcome seeing these guys get their, their um, you know, in the pass rush rotation as much as possible, especially as we, as we progress uh, as the season wears on. I'd like to get those guys both going a little bit more. Um, and I wouldn't be um, shocked uh, entirely to see – you know, some of these guys get these snaps earlier in games and on early downs to allow Rashawn to get after it as the season progresses. Reminder that Jonathan Garvin didn't go yesterday either. So that might be part of the reason for the uptick for the other two in, in, in Kipa and Ladarius Hamilton. But um, Wags, overall, just really happy to see those guys both getting the snaps that they were getting. And I expect them to build off of that. Um, and who knows, maybe big Zadarius Smith gets his, his hand in there as the season wears on as well. But uh, just a, it's good to see all of those guys getting run. I think they all deserve the snaps. It's going to be interesting to see after the bye, um, what kind of shape, obviously Rashawn Gary, now that he played and, and, has a couple of weeks to, to rest and get even healthier. We, uh, I don't know if you'll be back to a hundred percent after the buy, but um, should be able to be all, um, you know, moving forward here. And it does it area Smith come back to practice next week. Um, I don't know if he will, but uh, I'll keep my eye on that. Why not? I, I think there's a, a natural inclination to sort of circle this bye week, maybe four or six weeks ago for these guys and say, okay, um, I'm not going to be able to come back before then, but let's give it a shot to try to ramp up after this bye. And then I'll, you know, even if you're not going to play that first week after the bye, um, it starts the process of getting prepared to, to be ready to go for this stretch run. Um, so that's not going to help us immediately necessarily, but certainly something I'll be keeping an eye on when it comes to this outside linebacker group. So, uh, Dane, I think that probably covers it for the defense. Uh, before we jump over to the offensive side of the ball, let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. 
the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, and uh, DraftKings, uh, post-Thanksgiving, has another new deal for you this week. Uh, bet just $1 on any game, and if either team scores, you win $100 in free bets. So, Dane, you have been keeping us up to date on your wife Andrea's uh, daily fantasy um, workings on DraftKings. So how did she fare this past weekend? Yeah, you know what? Um, she She's doing all right this week. Maybe not her best week uh, overall, I, I, I don't think. But um, she's had a lot of success this season. So, you know, so you've got highs, you've got lows, you get peaks, you get valleys in, in, in this type of thing. Uh, but I know she's having a lot of fun doing the DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, you know, she used that promo code TPPN early this year, had never used the app before. It's an incredibly easy app to navigate and to use and to place your bets. Uh, so I know she's enjoying it a lot. Uh, maybe a bit of a down week this week, but it's okay. I think next week she's going to bounce back, Wags. All right. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so, Dane, let's look at this Packer offense then, and there's a lot to unpack here for this offense. Uh, No pun intended. Even though they didn't score points on that first series, 15-play series, uh, I thought that really set the tone for the game, and almost 50-50 in terms of run pass in that first series, uh, they – move the ball all the way from their own six yard line, just to on the fringe of field goal range. And uh, while it's always disappointing when you don't cap off a drive like that with points, considering where they started and and what they were able to do and establish, I thought that that really set the tone uh, for the game when it came to the offensive side of the ball for the Packers. Uh, But what say you, because I said after the game, I would have liked to see them run the ball more. And then I looked at the stat sheets and I was like, holy cow, I didn't even realize A.J. Dillon had 20 carries. Well, I knew he was probably close to that. I didn't realize Darren Jones had 10 carries. So we had 30 rushes uh, between those two. That's a lot of carries. Uh, so I, I, I was just super impressed by what the Packers were doing. And, and even though they didn't score points, I thought that first series set the tone. But what, what were your thoughts uh, on the offense uh, just that overall? Yeah, it's funny you say that. It, it, it listed here, it says that Aaron Jones played 40 snaps, which uh, I, I I couldn't believe, to be totally honest with you. Um, it, it, it was just one of those games, but I, I thought that um, the offensive line was tremendous yesterday, uh, considering who is missing uh, across the board on that offensive line. Uh, I thought that Roy Seaman played a, a very good game against some of the, the hardest competition you're ever going to face in this league, and Aaron Donald. Uh, Lucas Patrick as well. Just a gritty performance, uh, and you can say that, use that word gritty. I think, uh, uh, you know, really to a man uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers, after the game, gave um, Yash Nyman some huge compliments, basically saying that, hey, I didn't even have to worry 
about the left side of the offensive line. I mean, talk about that as high praise coming from Aaron, especially considering the, the shoes he's filling in for and David Bakhtiari and then more lately Alton Jenkins. So, um, Wags, I don't know if we could ask a lot more from these guys, especially against a Rams defense that is known to be able to just create absolute havoc. Um, game plan was good too. Packers were able to get the ball out of Aaron's hands pretty darn quickly throughout. I think Aaron uh, was sacked once and it was barely a sack. Aaron kind of stepped up in the pocket and uh, they got a shoestring tackle on him. And if they didn't, I think Aaron's off to the races for a first down. So uh, you can't really ask for much more from this offensive line. And uh, although the numbers don't necessarily jump out at you from a Rogers perspective, it wasn't a 400 yard performance. He had over 300 yards, a couple of passing touchdowns and, um, you know, missed a couple deep balls, but I thought was, 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 pretty good overall throughout the game uh and just uh, i said gritty about the offensive line Aaron Rodgers was gritty yesterday, um, definitely in pain that second half, but he was moving around and, and was playing at a very high level, and it was really a pleasure to watch this offense perform yesterday. I completely agree, and I think, yeah, I thought, I mean, I could be wrong, and I haven't obviously gone back to, to look at the, the tape series by series play by play of every game but I just felt like from a quarter standpoint that was Aaron's best performance of the season and you said statistically maybe that's not going to be the case but there were a few plays that easily could have been uh, caught by the receiver I'm thinking you mentioned one uh, some of the deep passes didn't quite connect one uh, early in the first series uh, he took a shot down the sideline could have gone for a touchdown Lazard it felt like just kind of took off um, his foot off the pedal on, on his route a little bit. And I thought Aaron was a little bit frustrated by that. It looked like it was a really good pass, to be honest with you. So that one was one I'm sure that between the two of them, I'm not solely blaming Lazard. It, it could have been both of them together, not quite on the same page on that one. But um, that could have been one. Another one to Lazard that uh, would have been a tough catch, but in the end zone uh, in the third quarter, was the fourth quarter, I believe, uh, and uh, that was when the Packers were up 27-17 and uh, hit Lazard right in the hands. He ran a slant route, was in the end zone. He got, he knew he was going to get hit right away, but I'm sure he would even say he would have uh, uh, preferred uh, to hang on to the ball on that one. So that's another touchdown that Aaron could have had that was right on the money as far as the throw. Some of the throws he was making, Dane, uh, that, that pass uh, early uh, on the big game from Randall Cobb, uh, just somehow not only right on the money hitting Cobb in stride, but uh, just over like inches over the outstretched fingertips uh, of Reader at the inside linebacker for the Rams. Uh, and uh, that throw is just insane. Uh, so, and I thought he was just um, able to, you said, uh, was was accurate in getting rid of the ball, but wasn't necessarily just making quick throws, too. I mean, he was throwing the ball all over the field, uh, targeted nine Packer receivers and connected with eight. Um, so it wasn't just like the Cardinal game plan where uh, Aaron was basically taking three-step drops and, and getting rid of the ball right at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he was using his full arsenal, as far as I'm concerned. And um, this is great to see because even if he is a little bit banged up uh, going into the bye, uh, he's coming off really, really two strong performances uh, with his arm and, and what he's able to do to connect with his receivers. And, 
it's even more encouraging, is it not, that that's happening despite the fact that he's not really practicing all that much right now. Uh, I know people go, oh, he's, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers, but it's like, this is a timing offense. And the fact that he's able to do that without practicing is, is truly remarkable uh, to see. And, um, and you mentioned that Cobb performance wags. How fun was that to watch Randall Cobb dial, dial back a little bit, have a good performance injured his groin in it there uh, in the second half. We didn't get to see as much of them really good timing for the buy, but it's nice to see Randall still has the option to do, what he's able to do there. And, and I'll say this, Wags, going back to Aaron Rodgers, um, I'm not sure, and I haven't looked, I'm not sure if that, that uh, wasn't supposed to go to that ball, that first rushing touchdown wasn't supposed to go to A.J. Dillon, and Aaron saw something and decided to just tuck that in and, and give him a little bit of a surprise. Um, but to see him leg that one out around the corner, uh, you know, we know the foot's, the, the, the toe's bad. Uh, it was fun to watch him kind of stretch that one out. You could tell he was fired up. And you mentioned that first drive, setting a tone, even though not getting points. Rogers getting in on that touchdown a little bit hobbled that also set a tone I thought for the rest of the game and he's earning a lot of respect from his teammates as if he didn't already have that yeah uh, I completely agree Dan what do you think of MVS they didn't have that 70 yard uh, bomb uh, down the seam but uh, I thought he had a a really nice game actually caught a, a at least one pass on third down uh, underneath. I uh, had that nice 28-yard post corner um, kind of along the sideline. Really nice route on that one. Great pass from Aaron, but uh, that was not the type of uh, route or catch that we've seen from MBS in the past. So um, it's exciting to me uh, just as much as sometimes as those deep routes from MBS uh, when we start to see him make catches like what he was doing yesterday. is not yeah, it's, it's more complete, right? And that's what we've been hoping for um, is, is a more complete wide receiver. We know that he can get loose deep. But I think this year what we're seeing that we hadn't seen in any of the previous years is a, a, a more full and robust route tree from MVS and also just looks more smooth and comfortable catching the football. And I know you're going to say, listen, he's a wide receiver, he better be comfortable catching the ball, but some guys are more natural at it than others. And to see MVS this year look far more natural catching the ball, um, it kind of reminds me, totally different player, but remember in year two when Devontae Adams had a really hard time hanging on to the football, and then over the course of the next few years, he's now become the best receiver in football? Uh, we're seeing MVS. It, it sometimes takes a while for wide receivers to to fully develop in this league. And I know that it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type league, and we see some guys come in with incredible success like Jefferson for the Vikings, but some guys it takes a little bit uh, and it's a lot of off-season work and they work at one thing at a time. They just get better over the course of their career. We're watching MVS progress right now and Wags, as exciting as those deep balls are and you love to see those huge burst plays, If I'm seeing MVS move the chains on 15, 20-yard catches. That's only going to make him more dangerous deep long-term because the the defense can't just sit back and and give him cushion. They're going to have to play him closer to the line of scrimmage. When they do that, he's going to be able to take it to the house. So really, really fun to see MVS. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and a couple other guys, and you mentioned with Randall Cobb with the groin injury, that's not necessarily something that a, a bye week will cure. He That could be a, a multi-week thing. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. We, obviously, we don't know the severity of it. Uh, but EQ, uh, 
another big third down uh, catch yesterday, and uh, Josiah DeGuara uh, made, made a really nice catch on fourth down. Um, so certainly when you look at the stat sheet, one catch for EQ and, and two uh, catches for 13 yards for DeGuara is not going to pop off this, the page, uh, but those are guys that they just went and did their job again and took advantage of the limited opportunities they had and made some big catches and some big moments. So, uh, Dane, I, I, I thought that was uh, certainly huge. And, and um, uh, certainly Mercedes Lewis with the catch. And I don't know, he was not holding that ball high and tight. Uh, Mercedes needs to go do some drills with the running backs, I think, uh, <laughs> when they get back from the bye. Uh, kind of holding it out, out away from his body. So I'm sure uh, he he's going to get a little bit of ribbing for that one. Luckily, um, Yash Nyman was right there hustling behind the play yeah. and, and jumped on the ball. So no harm, no foul. But certainly um, all of those guys, limited opportunities. Uh, but uh, I thought, obviously, made the most of, of the opportunities they had and made some big catches and some key moments as well. Right, it's cool to see Josiah DeGuara uh, progress as well. Um, you know, a guy who uh, is just earning more and more snaps each week. In the last couple of weeks now, if I'm not mistaken, he has uh, had the most snaps out of everybody in the tight end group. Really cool to see that. Uh, you're right. And the impact that somebody like a DeGuara has isn't always just going to be in the pass game. It's also going to be in the run game and, and the different looks that he allows for this offense to to use. And I think that he's starting to come into his own at the perfect time. And uh, that route on fourth down was was perfect. He, it was his own, his own read. He found the soft spot. He just sat down in that spot. Rogers delivered a perfect strike. DeGuara caught it, dropped down, first down. It, it was, it's a thing of beauty. They don't all have to be 80 yard touchdowns in this offense. And I think that, uh, that, that moment was definitely felt like a bit of a veteran moment from Josiah. Uh, so it's good to see. And we're going to be leaning on him going forward without Robert Tunyon. So good on him. And let's just keep building on that. Yep, uh, for sure. So, Dane, uh, let's move over to special teams. It was uh, a really good day and a really bad day in some respects for special teams. But overall, uh, I thought I'm just going to take the uh, glass half full approach and, and be encouraged because uh, we made some impact plays uh, in, in a few areas. And so that's that's what I kind of want to highlight. Uh, Mason Crosby still is struggling a little bit, missed a field goal. Um, the one of the extra points and another field goal barely made it inside the left upright. So something's still going on there. And, and hopefully we're just going to say, I, we could talk that to death, but hopefully he continues to just kind of get things adjusted and back in order. And uh, hopefully just hope that he's all right moving forward. Um, certainly the muff punt uh, by Randall Cobb is not something you expect. So I, I can't blame the coaching staff at all for that one. In fact, um, was actually kind of quietly pleased that they put Cobb back there. I thought that was the right move uh, in this game with the wins, the way that they were. Uh, get your veteran that's uh, been in those situations before. Unfortunately, maybe he just hasn't had quite enough reps uh, leading up to that. Uh, so um, that's that's a little discouraging. But kudos to the defense for keeping the Rams out of the end zone after that happened. Um, and then coverage-wise, uh, you know, forcing a fumble and, and we didn't know for sure, but officially, Dominique Daphne was the one credited with the force fumble on uh, Chris Barnes' recovery. And um, I, I just felt like from a coverage standpoint, both and kick and punt coverage, we were really getting down the field and making some great plays. Um, so I thought uh, our coverage units had a terrific day overall as well. 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Daff and uh, and uh, Shamar played really well. I thought on coverage, I think he probably poked that ball out. Um, and, but also Tyler Davis getting a lot of looks. Tight end Tyler Davis, uh, Ty Ty Summers, no surprise there, and Oren Burks, all guys that were just getting down there. And Henry Black, uh, in, in addition to the 19 snaps uh, on defense, I thought that Henry Black played really well on special teams as well. And then we got to give a, a minor shout out to Razul Douglas. I think he played. 13 special team snaps in addition to everything he was doing on defense. So just kind of cool to see, but I agree bit of a mixed bag, but overall one of the more positive games and special teams that we've had this season from the Packers. And uh, I would like a nice, quiet, easy week. One of these weeks though, eggs where it's just ho-hum nice and quiet and they just do their job and we're good to go. Yeah. And uh, Bork has uh, had one kind of, Poor punt. Let's put it that way. And then he put, uh, I think it was his last punt, gets it down to the one yard line. So that was awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, so just overall, uh, some positive things to highlight from special teams yesterday. So uh, that's, uh, you know, we clean up a couple of things. I could live with that. But if we're making some of those impact type plays, uh, that's, that's really all you can ask for, uh, I think, from, from that unit. So, Dane, I think it's time. Um, to talk about our big cheese and uh, your Dairyland Dominator uh, nominees of the week. Uh, so uh, let's start, I think, on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm just going to hand it over to you. Who do you have as your nominees for big cheese and Dairyland dominating performances this week? I think it was Aaron Rodgers. I think we could have gone, a, we could go a few different directions, but I'm going to nominate Aaron Rodgers as the big cheese this week. It's a high bar always whenever it's Aaron Rodgers who's going to do it. You mentioned the stats aren't going to be the biggest stats of the year, but he just played a really strong football game. And uh, I thought that um, he showed, um, a certain amount of leadership out there. Uh, I think the guys are definitely looking at him, uh, watching him hobble around there in the fourth quarter and just kind of taking care of business. There's something to that. Um, so I, Aaron, Aaron's my guy this week. I think this Packers team is taking on a very real personality right now, overall with who they are. There's a toughness to this team that maybe I haven't always seen in the past. There's a chip on their shoulder and watching Rogers hobble around, throwing touchdowns and doing all that was just a joy to see. So he's going to be my nominee this week, Wags. The offense always flows through Aaron, but this week just uh, there was something about his performance that just felt like he deserves it. Yeah, it's tough because A.J. Dillon, again, his stats don't necessarily pop off the page, Uh, but the dude uh, had 25 touches and uh, was making some big pile moving uh, plays and, and running over a lot of Rams defenders. And so you could say that that set the tone from a physicality standpoint. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with that. I thought I said earlier I thought it was Aaron's best performance uh, when you look at a full four-quarter performance uh, and uh, where he was putting the ball and just the reads he was making, taking shots downfield, uh, taking his uh, shots underneath, uh, distributing it all over the field. I thought, uh, you know, and also running for a touchdown. So I will second that and uh, make it unanimous. And, and let's make, let's make Aaron Rodgers our big cheese player of the week. Definitely, though, Randall Cobb uh, definitely deserves uh, a big shout out. I realize um, he didn't get to stay in for the whole game, really only a half a play, but four catches for 95 yards, touchdown, and then uh, uh, certainly the aforementioned AJ Dillon definitely deserves a lot of kudos and shout out as well. Wags, one of my favorite moments of the season so far is it was it, on the stat sheet. It's only a couple yard play, 
But uh, A.J. Dillon, they, they get about two yards, and they can't bring him down. They blow the whistle dead, and he just, like, screams a war cry that, you know, everybody at Lambeau heard him scream that. It was very much a set-the-tone, you-can't-stop-me-today mentality. Uh, just a, a, he's taking it on. So I really like that, and I won't forget that very, very soon. Pretty cool performance from Dillon there. Yeah, and in the fourth quarter, one of the times he ran uh, a ram over, I believe it was Cap, their safety, uh, AJ just lowered his shoulder, and I think Cap went flying straight back about three yards. Uh, And this was a guy that was going up, and it's not like he got blindsided. He was going up to try to make the hit. So, um, yeah, it's just some pretty cool stuff from AJ Dillon for sure. Uh, Dean, defensively, I think you'd go a, a few different guys. I mean, my goodness, Rashawn Gary, strip sack, uh, leading to uh, the first touchdown. Um, we've got Preston Smith uh, recovering that. We've got Adrian Amos with a big stick on fourth down. Uh, but uh, I think pretty clearly we're going to have to go with Razul Douglas this week, uh, at least in my opinion. Pick six, four pass breakups, uh, could have had another interception. Yes, he gave up a one touchdown, but that's sort of what uh, being a back in the NFL is like sometimes uh, and uh, just an impact performance uh, was was making plays all over the field uh, so for me I definitely have to go with Russell Douglas as my nominee on the defensive side you're spot on. You named a bunch of guys. They're all spot on guys too for I think Dairyland Dominators. Chris Barnes deserves some some kudos. Kenny Clark deserves a bunch of kudos too. But Razul Douglas, not only the pass breakups, not only the pick, but also Wags, he got dirty a couple times down there making tackles too. I mean, he's just playing all he's playing the best football I imagine he's played. I mean, he's just playing great ball right now for this Packers defense. And I don't know if they're in the position they're in right now as a team without some of the performance performances he has had over the course of the last six, seven, eight weeks since he's been in Green Bay. So well-earned, big cheese player of the game. Got his first Lambo leap in as well, and you love to see that. Do you have an official Dairyland dominator for the defense then? I, I guess I'd probably, if I had to uh, narrow it down to pick, I, I think Kenny Clark uh, with his uh, two quarterback hits, two tackles for a loss, uh, and a sack uh, definitely deserves mention, uh, as you said. Uh, and then probably Chris Barnes, uh, nine set, nine tackles, um, a, a fumble recovery. Um, I know that was on special teams, but even so, uh, a really solid performance from him as well. Yeah, great, great performance. Couldn't agree more. And it's always fun when there's a bunch of guys that could, that could earn it. Uh, that means that we're probably playing pretty good football. Yeah, uh, special teams, again, could go a couple guys, but I'm going to say Dominique Daphne uh, on the coverage unit. Had two tackles, uh, officially credited for fumbling. I agree. I thought it was Shamara Jean Charles at first with my eyes, but uh, then in looking at the replay, I thought it was either Daphne or Ty Summers. Uh, the, the scorekeeper credited to Daphne, so uh, I guess he gets all of the credit. Then, uh, you know, uh, whether he was actually the one or if it was sort of a team effort, uh, it, it doesn't matter. But uh, Daphne, I thought, had a couple of really big sticks uh, in coverage as well, aside from uh, forcing the fumble. And um, uh, this was a really solid day for the coverage units, as I said earlier. And uh, he was the guy leading the way on that, so I feel like he's the one that deserves a nomination on special teams, but Dane, I won't argue if you've got another guy that you want to throw. 
Wags, anytime that we can give DAF a big cheese award, I'm all for it. Really good performance. One of my favorite Packers. So really cool to see him out there doing his thing on offense, but also on special teams. Um, and what a way to head into the bye week. You could go into a bye week with a really bad taste in your mouth, losing two in a row, and you know, starting to question a couple of things. Instead, we're going into a bye week. We're nine and three, took care of business, four and oh against the NFC West. Wags, uh, this has been such a hectic season, such a fun season. I think we need a buy too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm already on my buy. Like I said, I'm on the beach already. It's nice and warm. I am, uh, you know, enjoying it. So, Dane, if you can have an opportunity to get away, I encourage you to do it. Um, from a scheduling standpoint, for folks that are listening to us regularly, first of all, thank you so much for all the support and for tuning in and engaging with us. Um, but we are going to take uh, the rest of this week off, and uh, we'll be back uh, on uh, next week, Thursday, uh, to do our regular preview episode as we look ahead to week 14, uh, and the Packers will be back in action. So uh, it's uh, unofficially about a week and a half uh, for us before we'll be back, uh, but um, we're going to take this week off. So you folks can do the same, and uh, we certainly appreciate uh, you all listening. So, Dane, any other closing thoughts before we go? No, thanks for listening. Nine and three. Couldn't be much happier than that, Wags. Enjoy your time on your vacation. Thank you very much. I will. So, folks, as always, be legendary and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.